in the beginning. Ladies and there gentlemen, there was fast food. I am things that were put on calories and pounds. Llewellyn the Fit Foodie. Uh, hey everyone, this is Tales from the Sweatshop with Llewellyn. Hope you're having a great day. As part of our continuing uh, quest to improve your health and wealth and well, create more opportunity in your life, I'm proud to announce and bring with you uh, Lachey Walker. Lachey, why don't you introduce yourself to the to the crew and say hi to everybody. Hey crew, my name is Lachey. Uh, so Lachey, what do you do? Uh, what, what has helped you make your mark in the industry? I know that you do uh, finance. Uh, I've known you for uh, a couple of years now. Um, and through that, I've known that you've done a lot of educating, so I thought it'd be great to bring you on the show and just introduce everybody to the complete wellness idea, not just being in shape by doing physical things, but also mental and financial. So especially in our community, being uh, both we're African-Americans, uh, this is a really hot topic. So why don't you tell everybody what you do, what your expertise is, and how we can kind of get into how we can really improve everybody's financial situation. Yeah, so I'll start with a little bit of my background and who I am. You know, I'm a, like you said, come from a similar background. I'm a mother, single mother of two. Um, I've been in the finance industry for over 20 plus years. Crazy. I've learned a lot, you know, through all my experiences. I know, right? Time flies first. It does. I feel like my kids are getting older, but I'm just standing in time. But uh, <laughs> I started in the mortgaging and banking industry. So, you know, gained a lot of experience there right before, you know, the introduction of the recession. Um, got to experience, you know, being a support to um, those um, impacted areas, communities due to the hurricanes. You know, Hurricane Katrina, things of that time. And yeah, I was able to go down, kind of be in the field and physically put checks in various homeowners' hands so that they were able to rebuild and restart their new life also that yeah uh very humbling but it is it's what pretty much kick-started me wanting to be in the arena of you know financial education and literacy and empowering those who look like us or from various uh, communities to be a little bit more mindful of where we are where we try to go um from there i switched over to federal government and spent about 10 years with the Internal Revenue Service. Oh, Lord. You didn't just say the big three. You? you didn't just say the, the I, the R, and the... You said the three years of the I, for real? Okay, okay. Now, y'all, listening now, I need y'all to pay attention. This woman not only just said that she has worked in the field and knows what it's like to be us because we are black, but at the same time, she worked for the man. IRS. So you know she got some games. We're going to lay it on us now. The IRS and it's tax season too. Look, good old Uncle Sam, right? He coming. So mm-hmm. just make sure you in compliance. So no, <laughs> I learned a lot. One thing I can say that I took from that is law changes constantly. So what you thought was what it was going to be one year, it's not. I mean, right. we see that with changes in presidents. You know, it's, it's always a lot of... Uh, Exactly. But from there, um, I was more on the business and auditing side, helped various business owners on a national level with making sure they were in compliance when it came to their corporations, their partnerships, their LLCs, things of that nature. And from them learning what to and what not to do when I got ready to be in a position to have my own business. So, And that's the um, key with what to do and what not to do. So you cook the books to learn how to be a better cook and all that stuff. But you, what I'm saying, you, you learn through the mistakes and those hard bumps to actually understand a process of how to actually um, make yourself better and be more financially secure. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do better when we learn, you know, we, we, we do better when we know better. Mm-hmm. So 
again. And I definitely had, you know, some of those personal experiences where I was able to learn from that in addition to that exposure with the IRS, you know, helped me definitely solidify my financial foundation. Right. Instead, I got into banking, you know, prior to the 2008 recession. And when I was in college, you know, the first thing I was thinking was, okay, let me give me a financial advisor, you know. Right. Um, right. And I did. And he told me everything to do that followed the trends of the stock market. But when the 2008 recession hit, I lost. Right, right, right. So all that you knowledge know, was good, um, but saving practical life. Lines, everything was Oh, sorry, sorry. We had a little break up there on the, on the phone call. But I didn't know you were saying. Right. I knew part of it, but didn't understand it. Oh, no. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't know what part did or didn't get captured. But yes, um, when I was at the IRS, you know, that was after the recession hit when I transitioned over there. And just coming from a place of, like, defeat, you know, um, that was another experience that made me want to make sure I understood truly how our money works in the industry. Um, and then, of course, how did I transition to the IRS? Well, when I was in mortgaging and banking, one of the companies I was working for went under. They had to oh. close their doors because bailout didn't exist back there in the early right. 2000s. Right, you know? right, right. And that's funny because in the news today we have, it's funny how what you're really saying and you're highlighting through your experience, there's a lot of cyclicalness in life and that really is being uh, just shown through your own experience. I mean, you started one place, you've learned some things, the markets took some different changes, and through that same process, I mean, ultimately, banks right now are going crazy, you know, because mm-hmm. one one uh, thread was pulled, and now we see the weakness that is inherent through all this whole process, which leads back to really your own individual choices and how you have fortified your financial stability in case this happens, which is very similar to health, right? Because at the end of the day, Health and bank and savings, just like as you were alluding to, savings is something that lives in the dark. It only comes to light when it's necessary. Very similar to health. Health, unless you're like in super great shape and showing your body off, for the most part, nobody knows if you're in good shape or not. Just like you look at people, you don't know if they have good financial health or not. So it's one of those activities you have to do in the dark that really comes to light when you need it. And that's the thing in life, especially through the, through the things you've seen and lived through. What are some of the most common misconceptions about, you know, hey, I'm going to live forever? Like in health, when I'm talking to clients all the time, it's, oh, I, I don't think that's going to happen to me, like diabetes. I'm like, have you looked at the statistics of diabetes in our in our community? It's not just I'm living okay and I can keep doing what I'm doing. Oh, genetics play into it. So what kind of conversations do you have? What kind of misconceptions? do you deal with when people are talking about you know I'm 25 and making only this much money and I want I want to whip and I want to go travel versus I'm 35 and uh, I think I want to transition maybe to a house and then all of a sudden I'm 40 and 50 and I don't have any of those things like what are some of the the issues and misconceptions that you've learned over through this process I mean definitely um, having a good team around you right and knowing who to trust and you know, looking at, I guess I'll say their track record. Um, like I said, I I put my faith and trust in, not to say that it was the wrong party, but it wasn't the party that allowed me to see the full picture. You know, we focus more on the now. Right. We don't really right. focus for the later. And if things appear to be on the up and up now, we think we're good. And in fact, we may not be. Um, but like you said, a misconception as it relates between health and wealth is that, you know, they're really more in line than we realize it. Um, you know, the habits you possess in one area could in fact be a reflection of your habits in the other. 
I mean, like you say, you talk about studies. Studies show that, you know, um, what I've learned, good health, you know, equals higher income. When mm-hmm. I started in the mortgage industry, we had um, we had we had five chefs on site and we had access to a 24 hour gym. Wow. And so knowing that someone was there to help feed me and give me access to being a more uh, mentally and physically fit person, it encouraged me to seek higher paying positions. And I did inevitably move up and promote through that organization before the doors closed. Um, and so uh, when we look at the correlation between the two, um, and then again, these are just on studies, you know, but anything I say, of course, is my personal opinion, right? I'm not right. stating the expert in, 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 in any of that. But uh, people who tend to earn more money tend to have less disease or because of the increase in income, you know, add more resources than those who may have higher rates of disease, um, which tends to be associated to more of those in the lower income group. So so through my experiences, it's like and when it comes to financial literacy, right, health and wealth, well, we're not taught financial literacy in our schools. We're not taught financial literacy on the job. And so we're looking at our environment to guide us on the the decisions we're supposed to make as we navigate, right? So what do we do? What should we do? So that's where I feel like I come in. Well, I've had enough experience with the different, and that's just some of my experience, you know, but based on my experience and the ups and downs that I, you know, personally went through, um, let me contribute to the community on hey I've been there done that let me try to save you a little bit of time you know and that's that's the most most important piece of this conversation is how do you build traction with our community around these topics right I mean let's just be honest I mean uh, and to your point like let's not play the I'm an expert you're an expert game and all that right let's just talk as human beings right like before if you go back to like a hundred years ago when like in the 70s or whatever when black folk was eating black eyed peas and whatever right and they just talk I'm coming from that place if you really look at it the data is available in 2023. All you gotta do is type in some words into something research. called Google. Yeah, right, let's use the big word, research. And you find out information that is factual. You can take it with a grain of salt if you want to, but I'm gonna tell you this, if you look it up and you're spitting the truth, the shit. Number one, people who are healthy typically have more wealth. Just look at it from how much you, if you're unhealthy, are spending on medication. One of the biggest things mm-hmm. right now, people are going crazy about these diabetes uh, medications, right? There's a shortage, they're expensive. Well, we don't seem to have the right conversation in our community anymore. The, com- the, the conversation doesn't need to be about, damn, how much does that cost? The conversation needs to be about family. How do we get healthy so we avoid that at all? And but if how we do, you say with the research, right. we have to know what we're looking for. We have to know what to research. Exactly. Which, And again, it's 2023, yo. Everybody's walking around with a damn supercomputer in their hand called an iPhone or a Samsung phone or whatever phone that you bought over the last couple of years. I mean, the phones we have could take you to Mars. You know what I mean? But we don't use that power of knowledge to even think about, well, if my phone could take me to Mars, what can it tell me about how much money am I spending every week? Like, people don't want to sit down and do the, the, the work on the exercise of managing money like they don't want to do the work on managing their body. So you're coming at it from the standpoint of, hey, 
If you're going to be healthy, you're going to have more expendable income to spend on yourself, thus investing yourself. And I'm coming at it from the standpoint of, hey, if you spend more time being active and getting healthy, you can invest that energy in your health, thus you have more opportunity. But together, it brings together something that I think, and this is like, you know, when I'm, when I'm in the hood talking to my homeboys, strategy is something that we seem to live but we don't want to apply that word to to our life in an active way. So, and in you, in your uh, profession, in order to be proficient at what you do, it's strategy all day, every day. It's writing it down and executing. So how do you bring that to the masses, to the people who are like, yo, Lachey, I got like, I don't know, $45 a month. How do you break their mindset around that so they can actually bring opportunity to themselves? So I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because I'm so I'm a part of a Project 10,000 mission. And so our goal is since the pandemic, you know, we a lot of companies, we've all been utilizing Zoom, right? We've been right. Zoom crazy. A lot of people tired Zoom crazy. Like, if Zoom was crack, we'd all be fucking strung out right now. It's bad. <laughs> Like, damn, I mean, uh, can it, just on a side note, on some old wealth and opportunity, why the hell did we not buy Zoom stock? What was going on? Right? Like, everybody yeah. who at home right now, like, like check it out, I'll tell all my homeboys. Y'all putting your damn life on Instagram and TikTok and every damn thing else. Might as well buy the damn stock, fool. Yeah. You put your whole life up there, at least you can get some money back. Why I didn't do that when I came to Zoom? I don't know, but to your point, we living on Zoom. <laughs> And speaking to that, speaking to your side note, the things that we are consumers in, we should also be investing in. So yes. if we're users yes. of Zoom, we should, like you say. And if it's going to pay us something on the other dividend on the end, then why not get that too if it's accessible? Okay. Right. Right. Um, like you said, how do we get this out to the masses? So through the utilization of Zoom, like I'm on the West Coast, so I'm not just limited to serving my communities here. I can talk to anybody nationwide, right, through right. the use of a virtual uh, software mm-hmm. and so our project uh, 10,000 mission is pretty much to you know educate and empower families and business owners on some of those basic money concepts so that they can be encouraged wherever they are to assess their financial picture right. and be empowered to make a Wait, change hold on, hold, on, right? let's say, let's say, hold on hold on hold on assess what you mean assess make me feel like what you mean assess <laughs> I don't want to assess nothing. You know, so that like, make me feel personalized by my money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the same thing I run into when I'm talking about, like, dude, your health, you got, you're about to die over here, but you want to go to McDonald's. Like, you, we got to get over the fear of knowledge about things that you're trying to bring, right? And that's kind of the things where I think all these things come together, right? So when you tell people, hey, I need you to assess, you almost feel like you can almost see it on people's face. Like, there's a gut reaction that, oh, no, no, yeah. you're getting in my business. Well, yeah, I'm getting in your business. Because you're not. So I'm here to support you to look at the bigger picture and not just be a part of it. You you have to yes. Okay, when I when I was exposed and understood okay, I had to hit the trenches, right? And kinda hit my head to realize, okay, you gotta do something different, right? Doing the same thing over and over is insanity. Mm. It's not working. Right, right. (laughs) It's not working. Being broke seems to be a way of life. So it's like, yo, we need to get off that too. So to your point, this is how you start to get away from that mindset. Yeah, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And it starts with our finances. I mean, just period. Mm. It doesn't matter where you are, how much you have. The goal is just to start, you know? Right, right. Knowing what your options are, so... And so how does that break down to a conversation about a strategy? Like, okay, 
all right, now you convince me, like, okay, I do, I, uh, maybe I can figure out how to get more than just $35 a month. Like, like, what, what do you do to make it tangible for, like, we talking, so what I've also learned is people who have a level of education or a level of experience, because those two things seem to kind of work together like a dancing partner or peanut butter and jelly. So if you have both, more of both, these conversations don't seem to be so detrimental to your state of being but if you are like I don't know just didn't even want to trip on going to college or you flunked out or you're doing your best to get through life let alone you want to take your mind off of your kids what they're doing and all that how do you make this important to part of their life like how do you approach that conversation how do you approach okay so let me make sure I understand the, the question someone who is new to the experience of pensions, retirement, whatever we are, whatever that source of income is, is likely not in line mm-hmm. with the trends of the economy. Mm-hmm. So, about that. You know, so some people may say, all right, well, I'm, I'm stuck like a duck. But some may say, <laughs> uh, it's time to go get it. So, you right. know, we saw during the pandemic a boost in business owners and entrepreneurship. Um, people creating additional hustles and uh, access to additional streams of income. And I'm even here in the financial industry. We're always looking for people to come join our mission. You know, we need more people to help get this information out. But it starts by you wanting to be encouraged to look at yourself, assess your own situation, be a testimony to that, and then be able to share that experience with others. I mean, we, we tend to be more encouraged by that, right? Looking at how other people have made the changes and, to, um, you know, well, hell, if you want to get down to it, uh, Silicon Valley commoditized it and called it Instagram, TikTok, and social media. If that really, part. Uh, <laughs> if you really want to get down to that, they, they monetized okay. the, uh, old school table talk. You know what I mean? Something that you did. The bad and the ugly. Yeah, they just put all your business out there. Which leads me to one of the, another impactful point in our, our our conversation. Let's talk about not just life, because we know we need to do better in life, but. We all going to die. We all going to see that great, wonderful end, whatever you believe in. So when we as aging adults, I'm over 40, so I'm part of the aging adult population. I don't know what the letter they want to put on me, Gen Y, Z, or F, or whatever the hell it is. All I know is my ass going to get old one day and die. And I know that for the children that I've had and the family who's here that I would like to take care of, there are things I can do. So. Can you share with uh, the, the audience, myself, what are some ideas about how can we leave something? I think we talked about something called a living benefit. Like, what exactly is that? And how does that help somebody? 
Okay, yes, living benefit. I love living benefit, and it doesn't seem like that there's a lot of attention on it these days. So living benefits is great right now when we're talking about looking at our financial picture, you know, uh, diversifying and things like that. One thing we want to make sure we have in our portfolio is life insurance. Um, And a lot of people, you know, shy away from it. But if you think about our old school generations, our grandmas and our grandpas, they didn't plan. It was like, if one thing you want to have, we're going to have is some life insurance. But these days, now life insurance comes with a living benefit component. And so it's pretty much giving you the ability to have access to your death benefit while you're living. Wait, because wait, it's wait, not Access to my death benefit. death benefit while you're living. So we need to break that down for folks who... who because cause when you talk about access and benefit, all of a sudden people see money signs. It's like, wait, calm down. Let's get you away from the money. Let's let's explain to you how that works in your life so that this can be a vehicle. Because that's one of those things like uh, those annuities they're doing people's homes and take, oh, you know, reverse mortgages and all of a sudden a thousand black folks out on the street. Like, you know, so help the people understand how this is actually beneficial for them. Okay, so Living benefit helps us, prepares us for those wins in life because it's not what if it's when. And like you said, we're only getting older. As we get older, there's the, you know, a, a higher likelihood of dealing with some unexpected medical event um, or diagnosis. And so the living benefit says, well, in the event of a critical terminal or chronic illness, so say that you're hit with an illness that gives you a life expectancy of 24 months or less, um, or say you came down with some type of a chronic illness, you can't do two of your six daily functions, you know, you need help with eating and bathing, or you got in an accident that caused you to be hit with some type of cognitive impairment, and so you need help in the home, you know, or say some type of critical illness, where in our community, what do we see? Heart attack, cancer, stroke, all the yes, time. Yes, yes. Everyone feels like, well, okay, we, I got medical insurance, I'm good, but medical insurance doesn't cover everything. So with living benefit, it's going to give you access to your death benefit. The company is going to look at the severity of your illness and accelerate to you a lump sum percentage of that death benefit so that you're able to maintain your overhead, pay down, pay off your mortgage, cover those bills, whatever is outstanding, whatever you need to do to, one, preserve the assets you have. And not have to pull on a savings that may not be there, a 401k you're trying to build up. It just will give you and your family that peace of mind and prevent you from going into poverty even further, you know, depending on where you are. That so, is so powerful. Like, I, I just need that to sink in on people so they can look. Because one of the things I've realized, you know, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm 47. I used to be 20 and 30. I never thought I was going to die. You, you know what I mean? Like, we all know we can die. Not thinking about, about it at that age. You're never thinking about it, right? But now at this age, you're speaking about things that are absolutely real. Like, how many people just from this date and go back to the beginning of January have passed to your point of diabetes, unexpected heart failure, or COVID? I mean, heaven forbid, people out here dying behind COVID still, right? So you are really laying out something that really should be part of your everyday living family communal conversation what is our strategy about living if we have a problem not just how do we get to the place where we get the ball out and retire and get to have a great day with with a tropical juice on the the Sunday like everybody thinks their life is going to be some version of retirement on a beach and life is wonderful but 
look at the data. We just talked about this. Google it. Look at the statistics. Look mm -hmm. at who you are. Look at your genetics, your family history, and then apply that data to you and say, well, if these many people get this kind of disease and my family has a history of And we're not disease, dying from it these days. Right. So what's the likelihood? And then if you play it forward, this is going to be one of the things that you need to keep about your active health portfolio. This is a great conversation. So let's keep going on from where you're at, right? So you said retirement, right? So this is something that may we may experience in our retirement years, and we're not dying. We are living longer. Mm -hmm. So let me, you said you're 47, right? right? How long do you expect to be on this good little earth? Okay. 85, okay. 95, okay. right? Okay, 47 of them. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so let's, let's put this into numbers. You plan on being on this world living for another 47 years, which means you need access to income for the next 47 years. Think about where you are right now on a monthly basis. How much do you need to maintain your current lifestyle and way of living? Mm. Over 47 years. Mm. Do you have that in savings? Is your 401k going to pay you that? Where is that money going to come from? And I'm going to give you the classic American answer like we all do. Oh, I'm going to hustle it up and I'm grinding. You going, uh-uh. We need to change our mindset around that. We this have to great. put things in place now that's going to help us compound our money quickly over time so that we can have access to that and have a more comfortable retirement versus having to come out of retirement because we don't have enough benefits coming to the household and got to go work to make up the difference. Which is such a real reality in 2023. Think about how many parents are living with their children. Don't say yeah. Not the other way around because people kind of like, ah, oh, that's just part of life because, you know, kids aren't moving out as, as early as they used to, right? So we tend to have moved along with that. But if you look at the other side of the spectrum, it's a lot of parents living with their kids or if not in the street. So you are really, really uh, helping not only educate the community, but you're giving the community, I think, one of the most important parts of their, our, our healthy, active life, which is not just to be mindful of your health on a physical side, but what is the lifespan of that health and how will you live? How will you live during that lifespan and what will you be able to do? So... This is really inspirational. Shay, if there's people that want to get in contact with you or learn more about how they can use these tools to be just better people, uh, can you share your information? What what should they do? Your Instagram, how should they call you? Yeah, definitely social media is something I am building up. You know, I'm one of the ones who was kind of fighting it. But my <laughs> website, I would say, is the first place to go because from there, you can uh, schedule you and, you know, I'm doing complimentary consultations this month. So um, someone is interested in having their situation assessed or uh, a personal financial checkup or, hey, I have some life insurance, but I'm not sure if I have living benefits. Can you check a look? Mm -hmm. All of those services um, are there. So my website is www.thessscollective. So www.the S is in Sam, S is in Sam Collective, C O L L E C T I V E dot com. Um, Instagram, I am at Legacy Matters 411. Um, TikTok, the SS Collective. And so right now I'm just playing in those fields. <laughs> Not really yet, the other ones yet. Hey, that's right. Right. That's so right. just get access to the information. And so that's where I more so, you know, hey, um, connect with me through the website. Um, uh, we have me. 
me and my team. We have workshops throughout the week, throughout the month, all the time, trying to get this information out to the community. So um, even if they're just interested in the upcoming, you know, financial empowerment event, workshop, things of that nature, yes, everything. You can find out more information on the website. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing, Lachey. I just want to let you know, and everybody, this is one of the most important things you can do in your life. It's not just about health. It's not just about wealth, but the opportunity to bring those two things together so that you can have a truly focused plan for how you're going to live your life. Lachey, thank you so much. It's a blessing to work with you and hear your stories and really share your inspiration. And for everyone out there, get your health and your financial wealth together. Get a plan, because if you don't, it's going to come for you. Like she said, Uncle Sam ain't playing. She used to work down the rest. They, they come into your house. They come, in, they come into your dreams. They're not messing with you. And April 15th coming up. So uh, with that, everyone have a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you, Lachey, for your time. And everyone, please continue to reach out and get this financial education out here in our community. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, orange, purple. Everybody can have a much better financial health if they follow these steps. Thank you, Shay. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.